1: Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets
1: World House.
2: Take a listen.
0: Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out?
3: I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act (laughs) by the sink sink a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right.
1: Doing business constantly. Uh Uh-huh. Mom stuff.
3: Uh huh. Disciplining you
1: (laughs) (laughs)
4: in
3: some
1: way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic Five. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Terms and conditions apply. Let's
5: go! This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on Sin.
2: Good morning. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VSEN studios here at the South Point. My man, Michael Lombardi. I guess it's a little bit of a respite, Michael Lombardi, as, you know, of course, you got the Avs Oilers tonight. You got a full slate of baseball games, but a couple of days in between for our
6: Nesson audience there with the Celtics, no? No doubt they're like they're like counting the days to Christmas. We're seeing the line move back towards Boston. I think people were surprised how well Boston played. We weren't here on the show, but I think there was a lot of uh, the casual fans, you know, they have this such a perception of the Warriors that they remember that, you know, it's a little different. JVT talked about it yesterday on our show, that they're not the same Warriors, that they are beatable, that they are good, and certainly they've overcome a lot to get to where they are. But this Celtic team, you know, give them credit now. They, they looked right at the Brooklyn Nets at the beginning when everybody was jockeying for a position to get the right seating and they didn't care. They just said, okay, we'll play Brooklyn, we'll beat them. You know, they play Milwaukee. We beat them. (laughs) Then we'll play Miami. We'll beat them. We'll win three games down in Miami. So I think they're finally getting a little bit of the respect that they deserve that we were giving them in January when they started this run. I think you're onto something. I
2: think it's a great team. And I think offensively, you know, talk about the defense with the Celtics, but they have more options offensively than the Warriors. I think it's understated how great Steph is because of what he has to do and how hard he has to work for his shot. But if you think about behind him, it's Clay, but Clay can't go around anybody anymore. And Draymond no. is a complete sieve offensively. I mean, Draymond's the problem with Draymond and I'll get back to Boston here, but the problem with Draymond is the turnovers, you know, those passes. He tries to constantly whip and, and, and make something happen with that motion offense. And then if Jordan Poole's not giving you something, Wiggins is up and down. You're left with stuff. The Boston Celtics, Jalen Brown can get going. Obviously Tatum didn't. He was three of 17 on from the floor. Michael, he's going to get going.
6: Uh, yeah. th- they just have options. They have, well, I mean, when they went small, they had seven, they played seven guys that could all, they could all switch and they could all hit threes and they could all shoot, you know, now they're not going to shoot 51% for the rest of the series from the three point line, but they'll have their moments, but Tatum's not going to be three of 17 in the next game, Mm -mm. you know, and. Look, it's it's a challenge. It, they you know, they went out there, they they beat the Warriors on their home court. They held them to what, 14 points in the fourth quarter, which is remarkable something you can build off of. And as long as they execute, according to Mark Jackson, they'll be better. <laughs> Why can't Hubie Brown
2: get on the broadcast? You know, I, I heard no Hubie, idea, Hubie was I mean, on with Dog, and you go on with Mad Dog on series. <laughs> Hubie was on with Dog the other day. It was a basketball clinic for a half hour. Of
6: course it is. It's You learn something. You get your notebook out, and you start writing stuff down. I mean, it's incredible when he talks about the game. And it applies to football, too. You know, I think if you work in the National Football League or if, you, if you're if you involved in a, and you don't watch the NBA, which is a matchup-driven league, it's an adjustment league, you 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 know, I think what the most casual fans think there's not a lot of coaching going on. Yes, there is. There's a lot of coaching going on, and there's a lot of adjustments in the matchups. It's about players, not necessarily plays. And so how they configure that, how they get their best players the ball when the defense is taking them away. It's an education. I've learned so much from talking to basketball coaches and executives about how they draft, what they do. None of us are perfect. None of us are perfect, but... I, I think certainly there's a lot to learn watching these games.
2: Well, Udoka went small in the fourth. Remember, he went Horford at center, who was hitting those corner threes, and then he goes Brown, Tatum, Pritchard, and Derek White, and that lineup held as you just mentioned the Warriors to 16 in the fourth. But it was all adjustments in game. It was this series is just it, it's it's fascinating because there's so much in between, and you know Kerr is very cerebral. He's going to take game one. He's going to make adjustments. He always does. I think this is going to go seven. This is a fascinating but, series.
6: But when you look at this series, right, you mentioned it, Horford taking the corner three. If you look at Golden State's defense, which was very good all season, all season, you know, they were great at rim protection. They were the number one team at rim protection. You know, they were the second team in points per possession. But where they had a deficiency was because they, they gave up the They were 23rd in defensive ranking on corner threes. Hmm. So, you know, they're going to give that up. And ball Boston, because they went small, they had those corner threes. Smart hit one. Horford hit one. I mean, that's where they attacked. Now, when they played non-corner threes, they were the second best three-point shooting defense in the league. They held teams to 32.9%. When they were corner threes, there was almost 40%. There lies the adjustment.
2: You know, I just mentioned a lineup that didn't have the defensive player of the year on the floor. And you just mentioned yeah, I know. So th- that's the flexibility and that's the depth that I'm trying to you know, stress. I mean, it really is. It's a, it's a really good team. It, it, Stevens might, might be pretty good at this team building stuff. And he did the right thing with the coach. No,
6: they did the right thing with the coach and the der- and the white trade had to be the best trade great. At the trade deadline. We said it, it shockingly- at the time. Shockingly shockingly slightly better than than James harden just a little bit better than oh, that, wait, but I, not much
2: do we have to do we have to talk about the 76?
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do we do we have to we have to talk about i'm a fresh I need to go to rehab but, i by the that. way I need to go to that team rehab
2: and i can you explain to me, and I look, I think you may have a relationship with him, so I don't want to step on your toes here. What is Maury, why is Maury, com- like, like, what has he done? Like, this, this trade he made for Harden is a disaster. Like, I understand he had to get out from Simmons, but if you want, to com- you want to juxtapose what's happening with Boston right now, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday, just culture-wise with what's happening with Philadelphia, it's night and day. Like, this
6: Philadelphia right. team is not, it's not a comparison. I think the Nesson audience can appreciate this. When you fall in love with a player, it, it only means your organization will suffer. And one of the great traits of the head coach of the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, is he doesn't fall in love. He respects players tremendously, and he admires players. But the, but he doesn't fall in love. If you said to me, what is the two? What are the one trait that Bill Walsh and Bill Belichick share? right? It's they never fall in love with players. They just don't. And so their ability to make decisions outside of a love affair is so important. And Morrieff is in love with Harden. So therefore, he never looked over the landscape of the trade options that he could have potentially had and and how to build the team. Brad Stevens did that. He made a great trade to bring White in. It's the perfect piece. And now it's even more perfect, if that's correct English, to allow smart, who's hurt, to kind of have less minutes.
2: So you're saying the ability to disassociate emotion is what makes Bill Belichick so (laughs) tremendous in his vocation. He, He doesn't get sentimental. He disassociates emotion, and he moves forward.
6: Yeah, and and he still respects the player. Like it's not like just get him out of here. I don't want to deal with him, the John Gruden thing. Ah, you know, get him <laughs> out. No, there there is a respect here. However, there's it's a business. We've got to make a decision here. You know, we have to make a decision. And I think I, I and talking to some of my friends at the Mavericks, that's where they are. They've got to make some really hard decisions. Is Brunson they're in love. They can't fall in love with Brunson. Now he's a good player, but how good of a player is he? Right? These are the hard things to do. One thing I know in my career, and, I, and I've made this mistake, so I speak from from failure on this, is when you overpay a good player, you're in trouble. You can't overpay a great player. Now, there's not a lot of great players. Let's be real clear here. There's not a lot of great players. But you, you could never overpay a great player. You could overpay a good or a very good player, and that's what gets you in the most trouble. Give me an example from your time. well you, we overpaid Andre Rison, a really good player, not a great player. Oh, I loved Andre Rison, <laughs> you know. But when we got him in Cleveland, he was just a good. He was a. He wasn't a great player. We overpaid him. We messed our team up. We should have signed Bryce Pop, a defensive end that could rush. You know, it's one of the one of my biggest regrets in the '95. We we were so preoccupied. We're trying to improve and the, make the offense even better. We let Keenan McCardo walk away, and McArdle ended up doing as much, would have done as much for us as Ryzen. Had we had said we signed Bryce Pop, we would have had a better rusher. Those are the kind of things that, you know, it's funny. You know, I was reading the paper today, and the Eagles have made a bunch of changes to their front office, and all these guys are, are young, and I was young too. But it's the problem with our profession in any industries basketball, football, hockey, is it takes experience to learn from, to learn. And if you don't utilize that, and by the time you've had experience, you're out of the league. I mean, I, I'll, I'll give
2: you an excuse. Maybe you were just a huge TLC and left-eye fan when you <laughs> paid Andre Risen. You don't want no scrubs. Uh, well, Scrub we, we is a guy that the, can't get know, no love we from had me. an
6: owner We had an owner that, you know, he believed in, you sell hope, kid. You sell hope, you know. And so if we sign this guy, we'll sell three more tickets. You know, it was that, that there, there was a period in the NFL where, you know, you were trying to sell. T- I mean, they used to put the PR guy. Say you were the PR guy of the Patriots. He used to fly to the city on, on Monday night to spend Tuesday through Sunday to try to drum up interest in the game. Like the most ridiculous thing of all time now, right? <laughs> That's, yeah, and
2: look, it, don't go chasing waterfalls, Michael Lombardi. the The bottom line no. is the Boston Celtics have. It's just the the, love. The, the, ro- the roster construct. Is and you mentioned the Derek White trade? We talked about it at the time when they got him from San Antonio. Like that is a huge addition. My only thing moving forward in the series is they're not going to shoot over 50% from three. No. Uh, now Tatum's going to get he's going to correct, but
6: White's not going to shoot that percentage from three. So. Nor is Horford going to play as well I as mean, he Horford played. I mean, Horford hits six threes. Play. I mean, come on, let's face it. We, I mean, Al Horford, tremendous guy, uh, does all this, great team player, but he's not going to continue to play. You know, that's why I'm surprised, Patrick, that the line is moving back towards, towards Boston. Like, look, for me, I love Boston in the series. I think Boston will win the series, but I think this will be the hardest game Boston's, if they can win this game. I mean, Golden State knows they can't fly, to, they can't fly into Logan Airport down 0-2. You know, they've got to have a split at least, and they're going to play their best. I'll say this before we go to break that first half. Well, let's discuss this when we come back. But that first half point total, the first point over total and the line might be something to think about.
2: We'll come back. The Warriors open four. They're laying for two fifteen and a half. That totals jumped a little bit off the over in game one. We're just getting started. We're going to chase some waterfalls here. It is the Lombardi line on a Saturday. It's Visa and the sports Betting Network.
3: slash iHeart.
5: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
2: Okay, it is Express Bet, First Bet. Here we go. Here are today's top horse racing plays from Express Bet analyst Jeff Siegel, both at Santa Anita. Race six, he likes the seven. Midnight Lightning at five to two on the morning line. In race nine, Jeff Siegel has the two horse, Percolate, at four to one on top, Jeff is coming off a winning pre. He said it right here on the Lombardi line. Is he? I think he hit the try uh, in the Kentucky Derby. He's coming off a winning Preakness pick, and now you can get twenty-five bucks free. When you bet and follow his picks over at ExpressBet, all you have to do is sign up for FirstBet, the preferred horse racing app of VSIN. Look for Jeff's picks later this week on VSIN.com or catch his appearances on Friday's Follow the Money and Saturday's Lombardi line. Go to VSIN.com slash horses for details on this exclusive offer for VSIN fans. That's VSIN.com slash horses. Use the promo code LV Belmont. This is quite a read fellas. This is quite a read LV Belmont and then join Jeff and rooting for his pick on the final race in this year's triple crown. That is quite a read as we welcome you back. I got something from Michael Lombardi here. And we the, have to go
6: to break now. We have to go to break after Michael, that
2: read, the, who, who t- whoever typed this. I love my, everybody here at visa. Whoever typed this up, you gotta, you gotta go back to the drawing board. Anyway, uh, I got something for you. Let's yeah. play it. Here's Draymond talking about what you and I just discussed. Here's Draymond green. Here's of Al Horford's threes were were wide open. I mean, do, what do you guys need to do better there?
4: Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll figure it out. Uh, watch some film. But you know, they have guys that put pressure on the rim, so you're gonna have to rotate and help, and uh, we'll have to figure out where our next rotation is coming from, and and do it. But you know. Um, they hit 21 threes, and Marcus Smart, Al Horford, and Derek White combined for 15 of them. <laughs> so, those guys are good shooters. <laughs>
2: no, he's being sarcastic. He was, like, he's so funny. But he's a liability offensively. I, I, he's going to go to the Hall of Fame, Draymond Green, Michael Lombardi, because he's such a great defender, and there was times he popped offensively. But he was essentially clowning them and saying, those guys aren't going to hit those threes again like they did percentage-wise. Well,
6: I think obviously philosophically when you break down Golden State's numbers defensively going through, you know, like I said earlier, all threes that for the entire season, they rank sixth in the NBA, allowing a 34.7 percentage. So we know they defend the three, just the one liability. And I think Draymond said it in there, <laughs> we've got to protect the rim. I mean, because the, uh, because – This kind of goes hand-in-hand, right? you got to give and take. Golden State is the number one rim protection team in the league, 27% that they allow shooting at the rim. So they've made a conscious effort to defend the rim, defend other areas of the three-point, and the one area of liability is that corner three. And if you make that corner three like they did, they're probably going to lose. If you don't make it, they're going to win. Kind of goes hand-in-hand. Like It would be like, okay, you're playing Lamar Jackson, let's say, right? And, and I, I'm playing Lamar I'm the defensive coordinator playing Lamar Jackson. This is why basketball and football are so important to kind of understand. Playing Lamar, he wants to throw the ball in the middle of the field. He is really bad at throwing the ball on the deep third on either side, right or left. Now, I still have to defend the deep third, but I'm going to try to pack the middle of the field to take away those inside throws that he's so good at and force him to throw the ball out there. Okay, And if he beats me doing that, I lose. It's the same thing. It's the same principle. Just take it into basketball. That's why you learn so much watching basketball because you can't, as Belichick tells the team every, every week, we can't double everybody. Like we can't double every receiver. Every you know, we got to you got to give up something, and then you play the numbers. I mean, there. You
2: take a look at the numbers. They were pristine. They being Boston, they shot over fifty percent from the field, fifty-one percent from three. They hit 13 to 16 from the free throw line. They had 33 assists. You know, that's kind of what stood out to me is we talk about the beautiful play of the Warriors and the perpetual ball movement. I thought in the fourth quarter, Boston, the ball never stuck. It was constant, constantly moving around, cutting to the basket, kicking out for three. You know, they, they were just, they were lethal in that fourth. And and I, that, that was Draymond essentially saying, Michael, like, You know, look, they're going to revert back to who they are. There's going to be a regression here for some of these shooters. White is not that three-point shooter we saw. Horford's not going to hit six threes. And Marcus Smart, that's essentially what he was saying. So that's the adjustment moving forward. You asked me before we went to break about the first half. So the Celtics are catching two and a half. The Celtics have been a great first-half team. The Warriors have been kind of slow to start. Remember, what's fascinating,
6: even after that first quarter from Steph, the Celtics went to the break with the two-point lead. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, and and you kept saying it was I watching the game and and, and writing notes from Mark Jackson as he was educating me. uh, uh, I was I was (laughs) talking about, you know, I was like saying, look, I mean, they're shooting so well. I mean, Curry's going and, and they can't they can't stretch the lead. And they did in the third. Interesting, though. So, you know, Boston is one of the best transition defenses in the NBA. Right. Golden State's ranked 23rd in transition offense. Boston ranks seventh. So what does that mean? That means Golden State wants to play a half-court game. Well, what we saw in the fourth quarter was Boston is the best defense in the half-court set. They're really good. And Golden State is 12th in that area offensively. So what 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 Ndoku is doing is he's shifting this, his scheme to the areas of weakness to highlight his strengths. That's what good coaching is all about. How do we win this game? Mickey Corcoran used to say to Parcells all the time, what what do you got to do to win the game? This is what we got to do, and every game's different now. So this game's going to be different. Why I brought up the first half is I think Golden State's going to come out with a little bit of an edge, kind of like last night. I was watching the Rangers and and, and the Lightning. I thought the Lightning came out really hot, mm-hmm. right? They didn't. You think they were hot? I mean, yep. they, the puck was always in their end the whole night, the whole first quarter, and the Rangers kind of weathered that storm That's when they right. got behind one to nothing. So I, I kind of get the same sense in the first half here. I think the Warriors are going to come in hot.
2: Yeah, the Rangers took the punches. One three to two took a two zero series lead. Against the defending champs, two-time defending champs, the Lightning. By the way, you keep on drawing the. I think it's fascinating. You keep drawing the comparisons today with the with football and basketball, and it rem- it reminds me of the time when Michigan State was looking for a head coach for the football team, and it ended up being um, D'Antonio. Remember for Cincinnati? But there was legitimate rumors and discussion about Tom Izzo coaching the football team. <laughs> I I know I know it sounds crazy to say it here, uh, but it. A coach is a coach, and a leader is a leader. And for some reason, that just kind of brought you, you reflected that as far as Izzo and the football team.
6: Well, I mean, football's a game of matchups, right? And so what's happened because of, you know, in 79, they changed the rules to allow the offensive linemen to use their hands, 78 or 79. So that kind of opened up the passing game. And now, without the Chuck rule, when Bill Polian complained and cried as much as he did about New England's defensive backs hitting his receivers, that changed, that opened up the passing game even more. And so, you know, this football is basketball on grass. It's a matchup sport. You know, it's a matchup. How are you want to handle it? So you're in 11 personnel. You're, you know, the, you've got to space the field horizontally and vertically. Right? And when you can space the field in both areas, like let's take the Chiefs, for example. The, 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 basically, everybody said to the Chiefs last year, we're going, the, we're going to take away the three-point line. We're not going to let you get behind our defense. So we'll see how patient you are with your run game. We'll see how patient you are with your mid-level passing game. And sometimes they were, and sometimes they weren't. But that's what coaching's all about. How do I make the other team play left-handed?
2: How do you explain? And we're talking about a new coach there in Boston. How do you explain a team that January eighth was 25 and 25, and then they go the rest of the way 26 and
6: seven? How, like that, something just clicks because this. Well, this, I, I think I think his message got heard, right? So he 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 was probably preaching since since training camp. This is how I want to play defense, and you're always going to get some resistance from, new pe- from the stars to change what they have to do. It's the great Belichick line. We've done it your way. It doesn't work. We're going to do it my way now, right? So, you're going to, you know, it's going to be like, okay, eventually they were doing it their way. Eventually they did it Adoku's way. And it works. So it, it, it was just a process. And now he's gained every time a coach stands in front of his team, basketball or football, and says, here are the five things we got to do to win the game. And those five things are true, and you do them and you win, you gain clout. If you don't do them and you lose, you gain clout. You follow me? Yeah, absolutely. But when you go in there and say we have to execute, the players don't know what that means. Belichick has success equity, so he's got it
2: in the bank, and you just said you do it your way, now we're going to do it my way. In his way for our Nesson audiences, without an offensive coordinator. That is quite a zag. but <laughs> everybody is zigging and everybody's well, I, employing I about, an offensive I coordinator. Wrote about that
6: the, I, I wrote about that on the Daily Coach. There's there's a methodology to that. And can we discuss it coming t- back? We certainly can if you'd like to. We yeah, I'd can love do whatever to. Whatever you want. It's, you're, you're the hey, point guard bro, here, Patrick. Bro, you just it's dish your show. it out.
2: I'm just hanging out. No,
6: you just dish it. <laughs> it's no, just I'm me, Bond, and player. Kevin. You dish I'm it just, out. I'm hanging with you, bro.
2: No, I do want to discuss it because – I think there has to be a method to the madness, right? As far as what Belichick's trying to accomplish here, but that is the question with our Nesson audience: is like, what are we doing? We've got a second-year quarterback. We need some stability. Your son is here. Josh McDaniels is here. The offensive line coach is here, right? They brought the offensive staff, and your boy Joe effing Judge, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I said it, is over there thinking he's like, I think I'm calling the plays. I'm not sure. So we'll come back and discuss what's happening with Belichick and the Patriots. And then we do at some point have to get into Deshaun Watson because it's getting messy. We continue on a Saturday Lombardi line.
5: You're listening to the Lombardi line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay,
2: it's the VEASAN Summer Special brought to you by Michael Lombardi. 39 bucks, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now until the end of July quite benevolent of you, Michael. The next few months are going to be oh. filled with the best betting content in the business right here at Vston.com. Subscri- subscribers, easy for me to say, will have access to all of it. Adam Burke's daily baseball bets. Jonathan Von Tobel, who's going to join us tomorrow with the NBA Finals. Bets and Annie McNeil, Sunshine, Stanley Cup playoffs. Got it all, of course, golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, and Point Spread Weekly. Vston.com slash summer. It's com slash summer as we got you back here
6: on the Lombardi line. Yeah, please. It's a, it's a great deal, Patrick. It is and, a great I think deal. This, look, we love football. Obviously, I love football the most. And, and football ca- dominates the, the airwaves for nine, ten months of the season. And if you want to do a contest at, at, at Circa or, or anywhere they have contests, you, you, know, you, you better use the month of June, July, and a little bit of August to do your homework to yep. get prepared for it. you know, and, and buying the guide certainly helps you do that. Because every time we put the guide out, we're going to have some football in it. And you're going to need to know college and pro. You just can't stick your toe in, as Al Davis would say to me all the time. You either got to be all in. It, this isn't a, you can't work in the NFL. You got to live in the NFL. You gotta, if you're going to bet, you got to live in the betting world.
2: If, if you're new to betting, and you're just gonna have some fun, enjoy it, but you're going to lose. You're going to lose betting the NFL. The numbers are so tight. You have to put the work in. That's what I, you, you really do. You have to take, uh, you have to journal, you have to co- constantly keep up with your numbers, take a look at your tendencies, get involved, point spread weekly, every week. We've got information that is invaluable and by the way, I'm looking uh, – you see what's trending. Shakira announces her split. She's getting a divorce. I would just like to say, I'm here for you. Okay,
6: Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. I, who was she married – who uh, Shakira she married She was married
2: to? to a guy, Barcelona. Uh, PK is his name. He's a tremendous soccer player. But oh, I know okay. this is a very vulnerable time for her. So I just want to – hit me up if you want to talk. I can t- yeah, talk you through that, the situation. No Shakira. Uh, now, you well, and I – were Speaking of soccer, oh, uh, you know,
6: before we get on another yeah. – you know, the Wright-Thompson piece on ESPN – uh plus that he went over to He's a the tremendous Ukraine
3: writer
6: a tremendous writer and watched the soccer game against Sweden uh with the Ukrainian people in Kiev uh and kind of took you through what's been going on over there i, I urge everybody to give it a read it's awesome you retweeted
2: it m lombardi nfl you can go check it out right thompson as um, Ukraine tries to qualify for the World Cup, and they will be in the USA's bracket if they do. If if they do qualify, did they beat Scotland? I believe it was. Was it Scotland? I or think sweet?
6: they did. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, it was incredible. Yeah. What's it, it? Really, it really was incredible. Um. It, When you're talking the NFL, it's 100 years of the NFL. Honestly, at this point, it is fascinating because he's still coaching. It's Lombardi. Sorry, Michael, not Michael, but Vince Lombardi, and it's Belichick. And, you know, Paul Brown, you can throw him in there, and there's others. But think about what Lombardi's done. I mean, he's on par with Vince Lombardi. So I say that to say this. I think there's maybe success equity right now? Because what he's doing with this offensive coordinator situation and a second-year quarterback, I think it does have some people, specifically our Nesson audience, a little bewildered. Would you like to take that and run with it?
6: Yeah, I would. But let's just – somebody sent me this the other day, and I think it's worth mentioning here. It's They went through the eras of football, and they were able to kind of break it down – and who's been the most dominant team during these eras of football? And, uh, and, and and obviously the Patriots are in the top. Once I find it here, Patrick, am I – Take your time. I, I take mean, your time. You know, know, I got all day. I, could,
2: I got all day. I, I got to go here. the dog
6: after the show. But, but, you know, eventually I will get to it. But I, I think let's, let's the focus gist? on the offense. The gist is based on years, based on the year – oh, here it is. I got it right here. Okay, so – The highest win percentage in the last 10 consecutive NFL seasons. Mm -hmm. The Patriots from 03 to 012 were the best at 788. The Patriots from 07 to 016, 788. The Patriots from from 10 to 19, 781. The Patriots from 04 to 13, 775. 6 to 15, 775. San Francisco, 89 to 98, 769. New England, 2 to 11, 769. New England, 4 to 17, 769. So they slice up all these years, over 10, 10 consecutive years. And between San Francisco, there's only San Francisco and New England in the leaders. Now, the Cowboys from the 70s, mm-hmm. they come in. Miami from 70 to 79 come in. And, that's it. and then a little bit of the Raiders, but that's it. So I the mean, consistency
2: so- has been absolutely remarkable. Remarkable.
6: So let's That's use that point. as a baseline. So let's go back. Let's understand the methodology behind what his leadership skills are trying to accomplish here, as I wrote about in the Daily Coach. What, what, what basically, it's, there's two reasons. First of all, there is, there is the one reason that he stands in front of the team and says, look, every job must be earned. Right? So every job has to be earned. And because of that, whether you're the right guard or whether you're the left tackle or the offensive coach, you got to prove to him and to the team you can handle the job before he's going to give away a title. Once you do that, he'll – I mean, Matt Patricia went three years without ever having a title. Josh McDaniels, who I think went four years without ever getting a title. So it's proven. So that's one area. So when he stands in front of the team and says, you have to prove it, he's talking to the coaches as well. Mm -hmm. It's everybody. It's a culture. It's everybody in the organization has to prove it. That's A. B, right? So what happens if I give you a title and it's bad? All the heat falls on the person. Somebody's searching to blame the person, right? So, okay, you're the offensive coordinator. Jason Garrett's the offensive coordinator of the Giants. Let's go attack Jason Garrett because he's running the offense. Okay? By not giving the title the pressure and the attention focuses back to Bill. Because what does Bill want to do as a great leader? Great leaders stand behind the person they're leading when things are going well. Great leaders stand in front of the person when things aren't going well. That's the most important thing a leader can do. Stand behind when it's going well. Let that person have the credit. Stand in front when the blame's coming. And that's all that's the essence of Belichick and the titles.
2: So it's actually alleviating pressure which we, we we view it as it's like, he's trying what? to be
6: secretive he's trying to he's trying to yeah. be, he's try, we, he, we he's view trying it as to... covert
2: and he's not doing right. that that's not
6: at all because it. nobody understands what he's doing. They just look at they, – they, they oversimplify it. You know, the reason he doesn't put practice numbers on players in training camp it, it, during OTA days that the league ruled against is he wants communication. Watch the first quarter of the, of the NBA game, Boston. They didn't communicate. So Curry had five open threes. Communication, talking to one another is really important. And when you don't have a jersey number on, you don't know who that guy is. you got to learn who he is. There's a method to the madness. It isn't just, I want to be a jerk, which everybody thinks.
2: By the way, their number is 8.5 on season win total, that being the Patriots, even on the under, 120 on the over, Uh, It's just it's so fast. You just I think you set that up perfectly with the consistency, the the winning percentage. Right. And last year, there was so much juice because of what they spent in the offseason. This year, there is no juice. There is no buzz around the Patriots. It's just so fascinating how the perception
6: flips. Well, it's no different than how the perception flipped. I mean, Boston had no chance they were going to get swept, right? You know, the line went from four to four and a half, right? Warriors are going to take it over. All of a sudden now Boston has flipped it. Now they're the, the the prohibitive favorite in the series, and, and now the line's moving back to them. It's all the narrative based on instantaneous analysis as opposed to deep-rooted kind of structured analysis that we can handle and understand the methodology behind it. What's going on here? What are we trying to accomplish, you know, and digging deeper than just execution? It's a
2: market. Last year, Buffett would have said, fade the Patriots. This year, he would say, bet the Patriots. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like when, no. when everybody's going one way, when there's fear, that's when you press. When everybody's jubilant and going nuts, that's when you pull back. That's the, and this is, the betting market is a market. but That's the one thing that we always try to stress. But understand, this is just like trading equity. This is a betting market. So 8.5 feels light on the Patriots this year.
6: Well, I mean, but everybody's on the Jets' boat, right? No, the Jets are going to the Super Bowl, and we have a clip from DJ Reed talking. Oh, about I can't. That. I saw that in the rundown today. I can't wait to hear that. Wait, I mean, you read just, a rundown. What is wrong with you? I looked at it. Yeah, I, I, I actually did. I, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to know if we were talking about baseball. If I had to go get my glove out and see if <laughs> Do I knew anything. Do you think I'm going to put then, you in that position, bro? Do you think uh, I'm really uh, going to
2: walk you into Atlanta? Yeah. The, Atlanta well, I mean, the Phillies
6: have a new manager. I was figuring maybe we were going to go down that road. <laughs> you know, I was worried.
2: I love the way you. said that up with Belichick because I never thought about it that way. It's like when we think he's being a jerk and just playing this pompous game, he actually, there's a deeper meaning there. There's a deeper message. He's protecting these guys. You label he's somebody, protected. then you can all of a sudden
6: take shots at them. Because he could take all the heat. Nobody's going to give him all. Like He, he could, doesn't care. He could weather the storm. He doesn't care. Right. But, you know, it could, it could disturb some of the other, you know, all of a sudden you know, these guys, everybody says they don't read what's in the paper. They do with it. They affect them. It affects because each coach is his own entity because he's trying to advance his career, trying to become a head coach or trying to make a name for himself in the industry. So that certainly affects you. And once you get labeled, it's really hard. Like, you know, Ben McAdoo's been labeled as this, whatever he is. Ben McAdoo's a really good coach. And, and I was part of the labeling because I used to say he was dealing with a, a – a, a, uh, his, his play sheet looked like the, the menu <laughs> over at uh, the – what was that? The Cheesecake Factory. But there's don't, more to it than meets the eye. Don't you dare
2: sleep on the Cheesecake Factory, by the way. It's delicious. No. Um, do you think Balachek has a Twitter account, like a shadow Twitter account? Do you think he reads no. that stuff? No. No okay, chance. I think he can still Just asking. Jick Jack's next. <laughs>
0: Goods. That's L-E-E-S-A forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See Lisa.com for more details.
5: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
2: Okay, hey, enjoy tennis like never before with BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on the tennis tournament in Paris If any player records an ace in their match, you're gonna win 200 bucks in free bets. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted out specials and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VSIN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if any player records an ace today in paris visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions 21 years or older it's a new customer offer you got to be 21 years or older 1-800-GAMBLER if you do have an issue not available in mississippi nevada or new york michael lombardi there in jersey i'm patrick maher here in vegas we head michael down to biloxi mississippi and of course, the Beau rivage our man, old boy, Jick Jack Johnson joins us. He runs the him. book there. Look at look at Carl. How you doing, Carl? Hey. Good morning. Good morning. What's going on, guys? Good to see
7: you guys. Y'all doing okay today? <laughs> we, we we are. Good.
2: I heard you talking about the hockey during the break. What'd you get? The Rangers uh, take a 2-0 series lead over the Lightning. What do you got on the hockey down at the Beau
7: Rivage? <laughs> Man, they, they, look, they look really good. You know, I was telling my little son-in-law uh, last night. I mean, to me, they look like right now they're playing the best hockey and, out of everybody. Um, yeah, so real quick, I mean, uh, tonight's game, we got the Avalanche and the Oilers. Uh, Avalanche with a two-game lead. We got a minus $1.35 uh, and seven total with plus over uh, 105. Uh, I like the Oilers a little bit tonight. Uh, I think they'll bounce back. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love this hockey right now.
2: I I do too. And by the way, you can't, you, Michael. That total set at seven. So remember, I mean, these are two teams that just score at will. I think there were a couple. Carl, correct me if I'm wrong. We were looking at potentially a seven and a half on game two, and it ended up a four nothing win for the Aves.
7: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I mean, they, you know, in the book, looked the book had a good week, uh, you know, but they, yeah, they were betting the over based on. You know, what What was it, 14 goals in that first game? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. just unreal.
6: Yeah. And, and so what is the Beau Revage? Is it a what hockey team does you, or you just span the globe of the hockey players? Is everybody kind of all on one side? Or are they an avalanche team or a, a, a oiler team down there?
7: Yes. Yeah, so it's, you know, we get a lot of Florida. We get a lot of Florida crowd for hockey. It's either lightning or the, what, the, the, the Panthers. Uh, you know, right now it's the lightning, uh, but yeah, we overall, we have a good hockey crowd, but, uh, I will say, you know, our, our, last week, our NBA handle was down, uh, this week it is substantially up and, and, uh, you know, this, this was a great game last night and this is what we need to get our volume up. I believe good games.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I think we need good games.
2: I agree with you, Carl Carl. What would you say to new betters? And I bring that up because, I mean, you run a race in sports book. It's it's it, we're just getting so many with the proliferation of sports betting. And you just saw Ohio's about to legalize sports betting. What Michael and I were discussing, you're going to lose if you don't get involved and really focus on the aspect of betting. What would you say as far as some advice for new betters getting into this game?
7: Yeah, you know, so right now, I mean, one of the things that's been hot real hot on the mar in the marketplace for us is the props, you know, the, the new mm. betters that are coming out now, they're they're looking at these props and, and my you know the best advice that I could give you is, you know, if you're a new better just getting into this stuff, is look at everything that we offer. I, I'll give you an example. I was looking at this so in, in the NBA basketball, take this for example. So tonight uh, or, or well the, uh, not tonight but in game two if you like the Boston Celtics there's an option so uh, if you think they'll win game two they'll go up 2 nothing you may want to look at uh, the exact game total for like games six games it's yep. plus a dollar eighty um, if, and if you like Golden State tonight for example you know rather than or, or tomorrow night rather than laying that minus 185 on the money line or four and a half, the chances are if Golden State wins this next game, it's a good chance this thing's going to go seven games, and you can get exact games at plus $1.75. So what these bettors need to be looking at is everything that we offer because there's some good stuff out there that correlate with, with what's going on.
2: That's great advice. That is <laughs> yeah, great no advice. Doubt. Because, Carl, when you and I were getting into it, an exotic bet was a first-half bet. Now there's, a, yeah. there's
7: this a huge menu, right? Yeah, yeah, there's just so many things. You know, player props, uh, 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 point totals for these guys, rebounds. There's a lot of good stuff out there. You just have to sift through it and and pick your spots.
6: Yeah, like, like for example, we listened to Draymond Green's clip earlier in the show, Carl, and he kind of was ho-humming the fact that Al Horford shot so well and White did. So, to me, you know, if I'm a better and I'm listening to him, I might want to play Horford on the under number. You know, yeah, because I, I, you know, it, 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 good point. that's the information you got to utilize to kind of get the right, you know, Hartford's total, whatever that is, or White's total, whatever that is,
7: maybe play the under this game only. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, look, that that guy, I mean, you know, you, you're probably not going to guard him from the three point line. And, and to be honest with you, all of those. And I think you said it earlier in the week, Michael, uh, you know, Dallas had those shots. They just missed. I mean, uh, you know, Boston had those shots almost uncontested from three-point range, and they knocked them down. I mean, Hartford was uh, six of eight from three-point range. Uh, You know, he hit some crucial threes there. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, you can look at these point totals, and you can play these guys over, under. Uh, You know, and one thing also uh, I I hadn't heard mentioned yet, but Boston also beat Golden State in the paint the other night. They beat them. They they outscored them 34-26. in the paint, and then they beat them outside from three point range 63 57. I mean, they just uh, unbelievable.
2: Can we throw up a cautionary tale? This is from Jick Jack Johnson on Twitter. I gasped out loud when I saw this bet, and this is for new bettors. This is very much what you don't want to do. Let's go ahead and throw it up. <laughs> the run, a run line three hundred thousand dollar bet. You're laying a run and a half with the Dodgers, who got pwned by the Pirates. You're laying a run and a half for three hundred thousand dollars, Carl. This is absolute lunacy.
7: Yeah, and you know, uh, look, we've had them lay two and a half runs. You know, Stop. I mean, one of <laughs> the things that, one of the things that we've done, and I think a, a lot of books are going to probably be catching on here too shortly, is that. We're going with the line that is nearest juiced at minus 110. And then we're making the, in other words, if minus two, two and a half runs would have been nearest minus $1.10, we would have went with that as our standard and then made the other one, the alternate. So yeah, I mean, we're see you know, I see a lot of this stuff, man. I I, I see a lot of it.
6: Yeah. You know what I love when you post Carl, when you post the guy that spends $50,000 to win a thousand, you know, it's like yeah. it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, you're just unless you just want to pat yourself on the back and say you're on the winning side. But, you know, betting a game that really the 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 other team may not have a number, a chance is not really betting. That's just being that's taking too much risk.
7: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, we had a guy in game the other night. He bet like thirty six hundred bucks to win, you know, three hundred on on uh, on Boston. I mean, it was Look, and, and and you know, I've seen hundred thousand dollar bets to win five thousand. I just, uh, you know, it, to new betters, you want to avoid that. Don't do
2: that. I, yeah. I, I just want to reiterate. Can we throw that ticket up again? I want to reiterate what I'm saying here. The Dodgers don't just have to win the game here. This is for new betters. They have to win the game by two runs and you pay $1.35 in juice. Like that is, right. and that's a 300, you just won 300 grand. I mean, that is a, that, that is a very much, that's very much a cautionary tale. Anyway, I digress. Thank you, Carl, for that. Um, so are you sitting four for tomorrow night in game
7: two? Uh, Right now we're at four and a half, two fifteen and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, money line. Yeah, money line minus a dollar eighty-five, and the take backs plus one fifty. Also, let me make this uh, point real clear. So the other night, I know we talked about it in football season. You know, you'll see games with us that you know we had eighty-six percent of the tickets and eighty percent of the money on Golden State the other night, that line never moved. It never left three and a half.
2: Great point. When you
7: see a line stay stale like that, you better take note of that. Uh, Books will gamble sometimes when they get a good feel and when the numbers work out.
6: Yep, I agree. And, you know, what's funny about this game, no one's playing, you know, the line on some other books is moving towards Boston, right? But no one's playing Boston on the money line. There's 9% right. of the money on the money line on Boston. To me, that's another indicator. Like, you know, yeah. we know this about the series through the NBA that the, the, whoever wins normally covers anyway. If you like Boston, you might, you're might you going to get a better number on the money line than you are taking the points.
7: I, I agree. And, and with the way they played the other night, I can't believe we ain't being pounded with that.
6: Yeah, I thought so too. But there's no money coming in on it uh, here on, on on the on the with uh, Patrick and I look at nine percent of the money line money is on Boston. Yep.
7: Yeah, that's about where we're at. Yep.
2: One more is the pod, but more specifically, I'm hungry at 7:55 Pacific here. Uh, what are we eating today, Carl Johnson, Jick Jack?
7: Yeah, you know I'm gonna do some uh, uh, some grilled chicken uh, later <laughs> what, are on. You're to getting Saturday. healthy on us. You're gonna have a salad no, I, too. No, not that. Uh, but I, I'm I'm I got a hankering for some grilled chicken tonight.
6: <laughs> well, I got a website I gotta send you, Carl. You gotta watch it. It's the greatest cooking website I've ever seen. I'm addicted to it. It's all Italian chefs. It's amazing. Yeah, you his, gotta name, do it. his name coo- his name is his name is No, it's oh, not yeah, Couge. This Coug. one's not Couge. All right, Carl. Thank you, buddy. That's
7: Chick Jack. Take care, guys.